87%, yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something, why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just wanna to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you wanna to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you wanna to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something, you need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you, that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session. Welcome to Club Wealth TV, everybody. My name is Michael Hellickson. I am the founder and CEO of Club Wealth Coaching and Consulting. And today we are talking with Mark Dyer about how to manufacture seller leads. Real estate agents, you need to hear this. We are going to walk you through the exact process that Mark, who by the way is in tier three, which means he's closing between 75 and 150 transactions a year in yeah. Sacramento, California. I want you to think about that. Those are some pretty high uh, purchase prices, uh, some pretty high price points there. So Mark's doing very, very well for himself. And he is gonna walk us through this today. And this is very important for your business, especially right now when seller leads are at a premium. So, Mark, first of all, thank you for being on. Uh, you know, I want to I want to know just for, first of all, what is so important to you about getting seller leads? Why do you, why do you feel that seller leads are more important or more valuable than buyer leads right now? Um, seller leads is is the core of your business, right? Um, yeah, you know, you could of course make a living being, uh, you know, focusing on buyers and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you really want to be in control of your own destiny and being proactive in your business, seller leads is the way to go. Uh, you know, how you manage your, your, uh, where you spend your time and focus, it's going to seller leads is going to ultimately generate buyer leads as well. So that that's your greatest uh, path, the easiest path to multiply your business. Yeah. I, you know, I agree. It's funny when I was selling real estate, my whole focus was seller leads. I, I didn't even buy buyer leads. I just hundred percent focus on sellers because I figured, you know, if I've got all the listings, I'll get all the buyers, but first I got to go get all the listings. And so I just made that my focus and my, my, my priority and away I went and man, it really paid off. It really did. Easier said than done though. Right. That's the trick. I mean, I think we all recognize the value in seller leads that we all want the listings because that's the inventory. Um, but the hard part is, you know, how do you go about getting them? Um, where are you going to find them? I mean, there's so many ways to skin a cat, so to speak, right? I mean, everything from farming to calling cancels and expireds to, you know, working your sphere of influence. I mean, there's just, it's endless how many different ways you can go about getting it. Yeah, you're right about that. Well, so let's talk about that because a lot of people are paying money for seller leads right now. And and what you've done is you've, you've, essentially put together a formula that allows you to kind of manufacture these leads on your own without having to pay for them. Uh, and you're, you're going at it from a couple of very unique angles that not a lot of people utilize. And frankly, a lot of people won't because it takes a little bit of work and a lot of people are afraid of work. And if, you know, if the people are watching this, if you're not sure you're one of them, check your bank account and, and that'll tell you. 
but you know, let's assume that uh, someone's not afraid of work. They're willing to get in there and get at it. Exactly what can they do to manufacture these seller leads? Well, what we're doing is uh, it's not novel, but it's not it's not typically pursued. And what we are doing is we are using uh, services like uh, PropStream or Property Radar to create lists. We we want to target certain uh, property owners. In particular, we are currently trying to go after uh, investors, maybe people that are tired landlords, people that have owned properties for a long time. Um, there's also the other some other lists like death of joint tenants or um, somebody who has. Um, uh, oh gosh, what else? Uh, notice of default on the property. Uh, these are typically scenarios where there, somebody would be more inclined to sell, a uh, higher probability of selling rather than uh, an investor that maybe bought a home two years ago, right? That's not somebody that I'm interested in talking to or spending the time to to try to pursue. So we're trying to create the list where we feel like we're, we're going to have the greatest, uh, where we're no longer looking for a needle in the haystack, but there's a lot of needles in that haystack that we're going after. Okay, but and, to be very transparent, these are not people that have opted in. These no. are just cold calls that you're making, essentially. Straight up cold calls. And I love that because so many people say, oh, cold calls don't work, right? Uh, and the reality is, listen, if you're if you're really serious about your perfect daily schedule, at some point in time, you're going to need to do more than just call leads because you're not going to have enough leads to call because you're going to be calling through them so fast. And so what you're doing now is you're creating a whole nother list of people you can call that's got a fairly high likelihood of converting to a, an actual listing at some point. Right. And it doesn't cost you a bunch of money per lead. Because I mean, for a decent seller lead, you're paying, you know, a low end, you're a hundred bucks and high end in your market, especially you could be seven, 800 bucks or more for a, a seller. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, for yeah. one lead. And here, you're what you're saying is, yeah, screw that. I'm just going to grab all these numbers. I'm going to sort through them, figure out, you know, who's more likely to sell, and I'm going to just call them. And and I, how many are you getting? Like, let's roughly how what, what how many, you know, what Probably number? Five to nine a day. Five. Uh, did you say five to nine a day? A day. Yeah, dude, that's huge. And so, okay, so you're adding five to nine people to your database per day, and it's it's just five to nine calls, but it doesn't cost you any money for these. What does it take? How So what, what are the numbers? What does this look like? You're, so first of all, you're calling them. What are you saying? Okay. So um, we, it doesn't cost it. Well, the way I have set it up, there's some cost to it in that I have hired ISAs to help me. But it doesn't mean I couldn't do it myself. Right. So yeah, the, each, um, I don't like to use the word script, but call it outline is is going to be different depending on the kind of list right so if we're dealing with investors let's just say we're dealing with tired landlords maybe somebody that's owned a property for over 15 years especially if you hit year 27 because depreciation has run out for a lot of those people and there's uh, they've lost a significant tax advantage where hey we want to bring that to their attention and see if they're open to possibly selling the property um, and oftentimes if you hold on to a property that long you know they might you know, just be really interested. It might be a tired landlord to be looking to sell. Uh, oftentimes we we see that I think uh, multi-unit properties tend to be, uh, those owners tend to be a little bit more receptive to what we're saying. And we're just going in there talking to them about their situation. Hey, you know, have you, uh, I don't have the exact outline in front of me, but, you know, we'll say, you know, we acknowledge we're calling out of the blue. 
and and just get right to it. Hey, you know, are you interested? Uh, have you thought about uh, sell, uh, selling your investment property at one two three Main Street? Uh, we're working. We're calling a lot of investors like yourself, and we have interested buyers that are thinking about doing ten thirty one exchanges. Are is that something that you might be interested in? And then and then uh, obviously, you know. <laughs> It does two things. One, it shows that we're calling you just like we're calling other people. You know, we're calling you about possibly selling your property, but the people that we're calling just like you are also interested in doing 1031 exchanges. So are you thinking about selling? Are you thinking about buying? It kind of takes both of those things and put it together and see if there's any interest. And if they're curious, uh, you know, what, is, what does that look like? Uh, yeah, tell me about your property. You know, let's, uh, we could run some numbers. And, uh, and then that's when the ISA puts that lead into uh, our Google form. We have a zap that goes from the Google form into our CRM. And then now, you know, that gets imported in there. And then now we, uh, we, we in that Google form, we'll have a link to the recorded phone call. We'll listen to the recorded phone call and then follow up from there. And then if if uh, that lead still needs further nurturing, we have a dedicated ISA who's been trained on how to nurture these things to bring them to fruition to the place where it's time for us to step in and handle that that seller at that point. Okay, so you've been doing this for how long now? This particular strategy? About 90 days. About 90 days. And you've been getting about five to eight of these leads a day. Yeah. And you're you're running them through this process. What's coming out the back end so far in the first 90 days? So, so, so far, how many, how, many, um, how many hand raisers, how many appointments, how many listings, all that? Oh, gosh, I don't have the total number of appointments, but I will tell you that we have uh, two, no, yes, two live listings, one coming soon. We have appointments set up to pick up two new listings in the next couple of weeks and a lot of nurtures. Um we blew a couple of opportunities uh, trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> um, oftentimes, there's complications with some of these deals because it's a seller who an investor may be wanting to sell might have a problem tenant. They don't want to deal with that tenant anymore. And so now we're inheriting that problem. And they're also looking for other solutions. And so I think we were maybe a little bit slow to act and slow to recognize what we need to do, but you know, look, lessons learned. Uh, but we have a pretty decent pipeline of people that we're nurturing and following up with. In fact, we just uh, today we just got a verbal confirmation from a from an owner, a land developer. He owns twenty one lots in a uh, gated community, and he's told us, "Yeah, we'll, we'll give you three uh, percent to to find off market buyers for me." So we've got twenty one lots to sell um, that are considered luxury lots in our area, third to a half an acre. Um, that just happened today. So that's going to be fun. Just try to figure that out. So now we're going to have to go reach out to all the developers we know. And then we're going to establish those relationships with those people and say, hey, this is what we've got. It's off market. You come to us. We, we're the off market kings. I don't know. We'll make something up like that. <laughs> and uh, and and we'll see where that, where that takes us. And maybe we'll develop that relationship. And then we can get listings over there as well. Okay, so let's back up. So for, first and foremost, first 90 days, you start doing this, you're cold calling uh, investors and people that, you know, it's, so give me the list, run down that list for, for me one more time. Who, there, it's investors, 
Uh, yeah, look, investors, death of joint tenants, NODs, um, tired landlords. Those are like the, the ones that come to my mind. Okay, that, that, so that have been working so much. We have some other lists. Those I think uh, those are my favorites. Perfect. Okay. And you're getting about five to eight of those a day. You've done this for the last 90 days. You're just cold calling them straight up saying, Hey, you know, are you interested in thinking about, you know, doing a 1031, either buying or something additional or just, you know, offloading this one. Uh, and the results so far are lots of hand raisers. Don't know the exact number, but tons of hand raisers. And then you've had literally uh, four listing. Well, you got two listings taken already, two more listings coming and then 21 off-market lots that you can dish off uh, yeah. and get paid on. So let's just yeah. let's just talk about the the four, the two listings you've taken and the sure. two that sounds like you're taking now. Uh, what's the what's the average sales price there? Do you think ballpark? Well, one okay. So uh, one's for one point one in Santa Rosa, which is two hours away from us, more than two hours away from us, which is way outside of my normal market area, right. by the way. And right. I've just come to the conclusion that I'm just going to cover the whole state. I don't care. Sure, right. I, like I'm just going to go for it. And it's different, especially when you're working with investors. There's that's right. that that's actually possible. Yeah. Um, and then we have another one. Uh, well, we have one that's uh, going to yeah, close. One. Yeah. So we have one that's going to close at the end of this month. We've got a great deal for uh, our lender, who's actually going to be buying it uh, for three eighty five. Here, that's local. Mm-hmm. We have it coming soon. Uh, this weekend, it'll be listed uh, in South Lake Tahoe. Which is two hours in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a three-unit uh, home over there for about seven hundred thousand. That so there's that one, um, and then down yeah the yeah the twenty-one lots that uh, I I don't even know what the prices are of that one just yet. Um, okay. Talking it but over. Essentially, we're running at about market. let's call it f- about a seven hundred thousand dollar average sales price. So far, yeah. yeah. So far, yeah. Yeah, uh, trying trying to work out an eight unit deal down in Stockton for eight hundred thousand, eight nine hundred thousand that range. Okay, so then the real question is, what has it been worth it so far? And the answer, oh, definitely, because we're just yeah. scratching the surface. We're like we're terrible at it. Yeah, <laughs> let's just be real. Like like yeah. anything else, when you're just starting it out, you know. I first of all, I didn't expect to have that many people, just, that many leads coming in, and then now it's okay. That's a lot of follow up. That's a lot of management. Um, and, and so now we're trying to solve that problem because, uh, there, there's some, some unexpected results and, and, uh, you know, I've been trying to figure out how do I, I probably need to pull back on that while we're getting caught up, uh, to make sure that we're not dropping the ball with everything, with all our efforts. I want to make sure that we're cap, we're, we're capturing all the opportunities and not letting them slip through our fingers just because I got somebody to say, yeah, Talk to me about what an offer might look like, and then I don't get back to them. That's ridiculous. So that stuff just piles up. I mean, even if we just went with nine times, you know, the twenty-five a week, a hundred a month, do that for three months at three hundred. Are you kidding me? That's a lot of conversations to have, and it's a lot of CMAs to do. That's a lot of convincing you're going to have to do. It's a lot of just just nurturing that relationship. Um, we got to go down the hallway. Yeah, I know totally. Yeah, that reminds me That's uh, we have to go down to Pacific Grove. Actually, you know what? Probably next week we'll go down to Pacific Grove, which is Monterey Peninsula. Guy's got a duplex down there he wants to sell and then another property down there he wants to sell. And that's like my hometown, too. So, you know, that's going to be cool. Dude, that's awesome. I love it. OK, so yeah. so here's here's where I'm going with this. What really excites me about this. First of all, how much time do you spend on this entire process each day? 
Ballpark. You personally. An hour. An hour. And because I've got other people helping me. Okay. Now, but you got other people doing the administrative side, but you're the one making the calls, right? Uh, me and one other person on my team who's one, doing okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And how many how many hours is that person spending on it? Uh, he's spending a good amount. He's probably spending at least four hours. Four hours. Four so between you and him, it's a total of five hours a day. Yeah. And it's already resulted in the first 90 days in two listings at an average sales price of 700 with two more coming. Also at an average sales price of around 700, uh, maybe even a hair more. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's four trans, you know, it's four listings in the first 90 days, we'll call it. Uh, that's really good for five hours a day. And I think yeah. if someone were, or sorry, you know, a total of five hours a day. Yeah. And so I think if somebody were doing the math on this, they would they would soon find that this can be a very, very lucrative way to add uh to your business, especially if you're in tier one or tier two. Let's say you're doing less yeah. than, you know, definitely transactions a year, and you just need to get some money rolling in. Well, this and here's the thing, we're 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 terrible at it. Yeah. Like, right, like we're just getting started. We're working out the kinks. We're figuring out, like, you know, we're we're creating a new, pro- it's new to us. I'm sure somebody else right. has done it before, right? But it's new right. to us and we don't have any guidance. So we're trying to figure it out as we go along. Yeah. And we're, we're seeing where maybe we over-invested in some areas of, of time and effort with the ISAs. It's, you know, we, we need to slow that down, make sure we're catching up on this end and, and that we're not dropping the ball because we've had conversations and then failed to follow up. We've made those mistakes. The mistakes yeah. are going to happen, but we're we're figuring it out, and we we see that this is very promising. Well, and one of the things I also love, Mark, is your your willingness to fail forward, and 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 not just willingness, but almost eagerness to fail forward, right? And and that I think is a prerequisite, especially right now. I think you've got a lot of people who have have just you know it's been really easy to be successful in real estate. You know, it's you know like taking candy from the babies near this last fifteen years. And then all of a sudden the market shifts and it gets a little bit tighter and it gets a little tougher and you got to work a little harder and you got to follow up a little more and you got to make a few more calls and you got to do all the stuff. And so many people are just afraid to look foolish or they're afraid to fail. And, uh, and so they do nothing. Well, you, you took the opposite approach. You said, screw that. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to fail for it. I'm going to figure it out. And right now we suck at it and it's working really well. I can't imagine what it's going to be like when it's working great. I'm actually really excited about it because I could envision uh, doing this outside of California as well uh, and working referrals with other agents and other partners in other states. I can see this has the ability to scale. Sure. That's that's what's really cool about it. If we can work out the kinks and work out the process and get better at it, and then we could look to scale it, I could see all of that possibly happen. Absolutely. Dude, I love it. I'm super excited about it. Okay. So that said, if you guys have questions for Mark, type them into the chat. And we'd be happy to answer your questions. In the meantime, uh, what I want to do is I want to switch gears just for a second, Mark. So uh, how long have you been a real estate agent now altogether? It's about 2005. Oh, and by the way, I do want to yeah. credit my partner, James. James Arenz. He's been like amazing at this and really I can't take all the credit. I want to be very clear about that. He's a rock star. He's the one that's kind of like the heart and soul of this too. So, you know, I definitely want to give him credit for all the success we've had so far. I love it. That's awesome. Okay. So credit to James. And that being said, you've been doing this since about 2005. Uh, what have been the, like, I want, I want to kind of walk through the timeline of when you started selling real estate till yeah. now. You know, kind of how did you get started? What were the things that you, you know, the challenges you encountered? How did you overcome those? Uh, what were some of the major milestones? You know, had to just walk us through the journey. And and so, you know, if I'm an if I'm a new agent today, it's uh, an interesting journey. 
That's that's what I want to hear. By the way, Eric Anthony's on. What's up? Shout out to Eric Anthony. It's good to see you, brother. He says he lives right down the street from you. Uh, so uh, go ahead, Mark. Tell tell us about the journey. Let me let's hear about this. So it started out great. Uh, two thousand five, uh, two thousand five, two thousand six uh, was good. You know, two thousand five, I uh, I did open houses. I did uh, just primarily open houses back then. And it worked out pretty well, you know, made made good money in 2005 for my first year in the business. I want to say probably made about $80,000. And doing open is, houses. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. doing open houses 2005 as a, as, as a first full year in, in real estate. That's pretty darn good. And I think I started in April. And so that's what happened there. And then in uh, 2006 was an amazing first six months. Um, in fact, June of 2006, I made $40,000 that month while I was on my honeymoon in Maui. And uh, a lot of it just came from new home sales. It was just new home sales, checks in the mail, right? Like easy, easy, easy. And then I didn't make another uh, closing for five months. Oh, yeah. And then that was the beginning of the end. Uh, because as we know what happened after 2006, 2007, 2008, right. and then the whole thing just, um, I did not know how to adapt to that new market. It was, uh, my volume got cut in half and then home prices got cut in half. So my income got cut in three quarters. Uh, and I, you know, I had to take a job for a little bit. And that was really rough, a little pride swallowing, and that was that was hard to do. Um, but I eventually got back into real estate, but just still hanging on by the by just barely, barely hanging on. I really wasn't, to be honest with you. I ended up having to file bankruptcy. I ended up having to do an offer and compromise with the IRS. It was just and then my wife had to develop a chronic illness. Um, and she couldn't work. And so it was just, um, I was literally out there putting resumes for jobs, working for the state that wouldn't even pay the bills. And it was the ultimate story of thank God unanswered prayers because I had a hookup. The guy put my resume on the top of the pile. He worked for the department uh, employee, the EDD, I forget what it stands for, but yeah, the, the, he put my resume on the top and I didn't even get a phone call, but um, you know, I put my license out in somewhere in the Bay Area just to hang it. Like, I'll just leave it with you. I'm not going to be charged any monthly fees and that kind of thing. And then in uh, in 2013, uh, I accidentally made money that year. And I mean, what I mean by accidentally made money is that, like, you know, hold an open house and then kind of got lucky and then picked up a listing, kind of got lucky and. Um, it was just a lot of luck went my way. My broker over there, she's just this genius woman, uh, incredible. She uh, would she was a short sale queen. She was smarter than any attorney. She could work any deal uh, in the courts, out of courts. It doesn't matter. And she'd be working the Sacramento market from Santa Clara. And then she was like, hey, this person wants to write an offer. Can you write the offer for him? Okay, thanks. <laughs> and I just collect, there's a $10,000 paycheck. Thank you so much. You're amazing, right? Um and then 2013 ended up being my best year ever. Mm-hmm. And then I had to decide am I in or out. And that's when I was like, okay, at the end of 2013, I made the decision, I'm all in. And what I mean by that is I took the first two months of 2014 to really figure out my business plan. How am I going to 
like make this work and be proactive because it was in 2013 when we we're able to have like a friend of ours move in with us to help take care of my wife at the time. Uh, and cause she was dealing with those health issues and being in the wheelchair and those kinds of things. And, and that allowed me to, for the first time, focus on work instead of being the mom, the dad, the cook, the nurse, the, you know, everything, it was just a lot for one person to handle. And having that, that help in the house allowed me to just get all my creative juices out, right. To really figure it out and be proactive. And I was working till 11 o'clock every night. Cause I had just so much pent up energy of like, I'm going to do this. Right. And, uh, and then I came out with a plan of just attacking a farm where I lived. And I was, you know, I was almost to the point of saying, I don't care if you live in the neighborhood next door. I don't want the business. I am going to be everything in this one little market. These 2000 homes. Like most California agents. Yeah. So, so I just went for it uh, and I went for it. And then uh, I was, um, I think in 2013, it was a good year. 2014 was. Hold on, hold on. Back up. I want to back up to what happened with the farm. So okay, yeah, yeah. Well, so the you farm, decide I'm I, just going to work this one little neighborhood. How sure, long did yeah. you do it? How much did I, you spend? How much time and money? And and what was the result? In the beginning, I wasn't spending too much. I just got a website and I basically named it after the farm. You know, my farm. You know, the area over here is called Anatolia, so I got AnatoliaHomesForSale.com. Nothing, okay. you know, just okay. right which really pigeonholed myself in the long run. So I moved away from that eventually, but that's where I was. I'd get these little uh, yard signs. I'd put them in the ground and all around the community, visit today, AnatoliaHomesForSale.com with my DRE number in there. Not even my name. I figured people wanted to know what I knew. They didn't want to know me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't make it about me. It wasn't MarkDia.com. It was AnatoliaHomesForSale.com. And then I'd put, I just walked the neighborhood, put flyers indoors, visit the website, visit the website, visit the website. And all the website had information about the HOA, had information about the schools, had information about the home sale in the area, you know, that whole thing. And then it was a newer community. So it was a newer zip code. And that worked out really well for, you know, for online ads, you know, like Zillow, you could buy a zip code. Well, that zip code was Anatolia. That was the main community in that zip code. So it was really easy for me to capitalize and say, look, I'm the expert. This is my website. It's called Anatolia Home for Sale. So you don't have to go to Zillow anymore. And back then, Zillow wasn't accurate either. So that was really good. Uh, so I would tell them to come to my website instead. And that worked out well. And what ended up happening is that in 2014, I want to say I sold 28 homes altogether. In 2015, I sold 52. How many of those were in Anatolia? A lot. It was over half of it. Was so hold on, so hold on, so hold on, wait, 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 yeah, wait. Okay, so what you're saying is, Mike, I set a plan in place. I went out. I started work in this farm area. Yeah, I got hyper focused on it. I knocked doors. I dropped off flyers. I made phone calls. I did everything I could inside that area. I bought the Zillow zip code for that area. I bought you know other lead sources in that area. And how long did you do this before it started paying off? It started paying off like pretty fast. It started paying off like, you know, I, I launched the website on March 1st. I figured out all my vendors. I figured out everything I needed to do January and February, March 1st. I was like, let's go. We're going live now. It's going to happen. 
Yeah. And uh, I, I don't remember the exact results from 2014. And, you know, that was a while ago, but we, that's what I did to get it off the ground, to get it going. So I started getting some of those results pretty quickly. And 2015 was a, my stellar, that was my breakout year, right? Because 2014, I think I was second in uh, the zip code for sales. And then 2015, I was number one after that. Um, but even then, it's funny, I'll never forget this. I met a, I had a listing appointment. I went in there and then the guy told me, no offense, I have no idea who you are. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because the guy, to get to his house, has to drive by one of my for sale signs on the corner, right. like right. every day. Yeah. And, it, and then, then I was like, you know what? That's my fault. So then I started developing a newsletter that would go out. And then, but I didn't want to do a newsletter like everybody else does because it's going to get thrown away. I wanted to stop people in their tracks. So what I did is I got an 11 by 17, folded in half. So it became a four-page newsletter on cardstock, high gloss, nice graphics, the whole thing. Very eye-catching. Yeah, you're like you'll throw it away, but you're gonna give it the respect it deserves first before you throw <laughs> it away. Right? Like, oh, okay. Wow. Who who did this? Oh, okay. That's who did it. Okay, now it's in the garbage. <laughs> that's 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 what I imagined would happen in people's homes. Uh, and uh, then, it, it, again, that just helped propel me even more to get more and more business in the neighborhood. And then, like, literally within a week or two of that, I was going to the local Starbucks. And they're like, oh, you're Mark. You're the guy that sends out those newsletters. It was like that. It had an immediate impact. But it was a high-quality piece that went out. Um, and I managed to design it and print it locally and uh, get it delivered all for... 54 cents a door wow print it for yeah that's great 54 i think it was 54 cents a door that four page delivered on that card stock folded in half perfect which is cheaper than a postcard so you did that for how long uh i did that all the way until i opened my office (laughs) which which was how long ago about two years ago about two 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 and a half years ago yeah i guess this is the big question mark why aren't you doing it today if it works so well? Well, okay. So, mistake. Um, my office lease is a triple net retail location and it's very expensive. So, I figured I have my beautiful signage on top of my office would kind of take over that branding effect. But little did I know that as, as often as I have, try to have an event over here, people would come by and say, oh, I didn't know you were here. Like you shop next door at the grocery store. Like I'm in line with the grocery store. How do you not know I'm here? Years later, they don't know I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that having that physical sign would compensate for it. Cause you know, look, it's about money. I was looking to save money. I'm spending way more money on the lease than I was on the newsletters, but you know, maybe I should have kept the newsletter and the lease. Okay. So then I guess here's the question. Is it too late? Can no, you start no it's it's on my list of things to do to go back to. On the list of things to go back to. And yet it was so important to you that you came on our podcast on Club Wealth TV. And it was one of the most important pieces to you in your in, in your milestones along the way. It was. And so 
The the reason and and you told me you said you know more than fifty percent of your business at one point was coming from that one area. Yeah. And so I guess this begs the question, Mark: Are you going to start sending that newsletter out tomorrow? Oh, all right. I'll get back to the design of it. Okay. So yeah. we need that newsletter to go out right away. I mean, because here's the, here's the fact of the matter. The fact of the matter is, you know, it works. You know exactly how to make it work. Yeah. And by the way, I'm guessing nobody else has gone in and taken over that area yet. So you still have time to go back in there and get more aggressive and take it back over. No, but somebody did rip off my old copy of my old format and is copying it and using it in the same area. Yeah. Well, okay. It's what it is. <laughs> That's okay. I'll come back. Yes, you need to get in there and just do it better, right? Uh, well, that's what it is. But what's interesting is that that person has not picked up any real listings in that neighborhood. So it makes me wonder. Why do you like, think that is? Well, I don't know. To be, because I have some that ideas. person lives nearby. Okay, so they live nearby. So what? here's the thing. Do you think they're making the phone calls? Do you think that they're knocking the doors? Do you think no. that they're doing all the other stuff that takes work? No. Or are they just sending a newsletter out? Yeah. Sending a newsletter out is great in as as an augmentation to those other things, That's but it's it not a yeah. replacement for those other things. And so if no, you, it, it has to be a multi-layered approach. That's right. That's exactly right. And so I I would suggest if you just get back in there and you just you know hit that multi-layered approach again, and uh, and just hit them land air and see, you're going to have success in that neighborhood again. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Um, I, I'm going to do it better though. I'm going to do it better this time. I'm going to be a little bit more creative this time. And I think uh, I'm going to have a much more clear value proposition in in that newsletter. Uh, and I hate to, well, it, it'll just be, it, it'll, I'll be able to differentiate myself more clearly, like with who I am and what I stand for, um, you know, what I, you know, why Sackplot and Realty, who are we, that kind of thing. Um, I, I think I need to get that message across much more clearly. There's a newsletter that I used to use that I had really good results with. Um, and if you go to clubwealth.com forward slash newsletter, clubwealth.com forward slash newsletter, uh, you can get, you, you know, it'll take you to the vendor that we used for that, for ours. Uh, and it's, I'll really, check it out. Oh, it's solid. Now, it, one of the most important things in how we did our newsletter was we'd make sure that we had our clients' names appearing in the newsletter as often as humanly possible. So we'd do things like we'd do a coloring contest for the kids. And every kid wins, right? I'm not a big participation medal guy. You know that I'm a super accountability guy and there are losers in life. But when it comes to my newsletter for my client's database or my, my sphere of influence, and I want I want to engage that, that, that person, well, guess what? I'm going to engage their kid. And so every kid wins like an ice cream cone at Fro you know, or Frosty or whatever at Wendy's or whatever. Uh, just for entering the contest. But then we also do like quiz question of the month, right? Where basically if you can Google, you know, if you can figure out how to use Google, you can answer the question. Uh, and then we draw from those. Uh, and from those, we we take them and uh, we, you know, we, we pick a winner and then that winner gets a prize. And we mention their name in the next newsletter. Congratulations, Mark, you won the contest last month. And, and here was the correct answer and here's your prize and all that. Uh, and then we do a friends referring friends section. And this was huge, right? So it'd say, Hey, thanks for Mark for referring Susie to us. We really love Susie. She's been looking at properties with us now. Uh, and, uh, you know, just thank you for the referral. Right. And so it's, uh, just very simple. Thank you. So-and-so for referring so-and-so we list all everybody's names in there. And by the way, we do the same thing on social media, uh, but the physical newsletter, and this is the thing, physical newsletters are getting there. There's a resurgence of interest in, in physical newsletters right now. 
and I think the reason why is because people are getting burned out on electronics. I think people are just getting to that point where, you know, they're using it all the time. They're married to their phone and they get something physical and tangible. And it's, that's different. It's a differentiator. Did you ever get that? Did you ever feel that? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I believe that hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a huge difference. And dude, so I would, I would recommend it like, cause here's the thing, if I'm going to compete against this guy that ripped off your old format, great, create a new format to go, you know, like the one that we use. Yeah. Uh, and then just go over the top, right? It's like, yeah. good luck, bro. You get, you know, that was me three years ago. Wait till you see me now, <laughs> right? Like, I'm gonna whoop your butt now. Anyway, I say that in a loving way, of course. Oh, totally. No, and the person, like, the person's an amazing person. So I hold nothing sure. against that person. And and who knows? You know, I don't. I'm not suggesting that you know just because there's truth in that you know the only thing an agent likes better than the sound of their own voice is the sound of a competitor's body hitting the floor. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that necessarily applies to you. Uh, but uh, in this case, I say go crush them, Mark. Uh, so, all right, let's fast forward. I want to talk to you about a couple other topics really quick. I know we're yeah. running short on time, so I'll make this fast. Um, but I want to talk about this lawsuit, this NER lawsuit. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you think? What's going on with this thing? All of a sudden, you know, there's been a bunch of people settled in NAR, you sure. know, that, and all of a sudden, the, the the plaintiffs won this first round of lawsuit. Uh, where do you think this goes? Is buyer agency a thing of the past? Uh, you know, wh- wh- where do you think this goes? Yeah, um, I think that this may, uh, no, buyer's agency will still be in there. I think ultimately we're going to see, uh, because they're going to decouple the, the buyer's uh, commission from the listing agent because the listing broker is the one that pays the the buyer's agent we're going to decouple that and uh, i think that what's going to end up happening is that you're going to see uh, agents are going to get trained it is going to be now standard practice to have a buyer broker agreement signed with it with a fee that's going to be stated on there which is completely negotiable and then that's going to get incorporated into the offer and um and then the seller is going to consider it when considering their net. I think that's uh, we'll we'll see what happens at that point because what I would hate to see is now that the seller is going to be countering that aspect of it and now it's forcing the buyer to come out of pocket with additional costs. And that's the part that I'm unclear how that would play out because there's some buyers just can't afford to come out of pocket those additional costs. Okay, but wouldn't you agree though, Mark, that you know, by and large, in most transactions, that you know, there's that the buyers are tapping the sellers now. And I'm saying this is you know today. This wasn't a year ago, but today they're tapping that seller for everything they can get. They're tapping them for closing costs. They're tapping them yeah. for yeah. Uh, you know, for for work that needs to be done to the house, all that stuff, so they yeah. can get in for as little cash as possible. And frankly, sellers are conceding nowadays. True or false? True. Yeah, and so I, I think that becomes a function of the market, right? And what's going on in the market. And that's that's market. very true. That, that's very true. But you know what I would love to see happen? Mm-hmm. With the precedence that has now been set, mm-hmm. uh, I think NAR should countersue the National Bar. Because for their price fixing, when they work on these contingencies, are they not all the same? They're basically, they, depending they, on what type of lawsuit it is, there's, you know, there's they're all, standard they're, commissions. Is there not price of, fixing there? I think there should course. be a countersuit, you know, with the precedents established of what they have done to sue them now, you know, for all the attorneys. I like that idea. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what, though, as much as I'd love to say that's got legs, 
I just, I don't know, man. Somehow I think they'd squeak out of that and somebody's going to end up wasting a lot of money. But you never know. I, again, I, I think that, I, I think we haven't even seen where this is all going to go yet. I think this could permeate yeah. multiple industries. It could be a lot of industries. Uh, I think that this could have a major impact on the real estate industry. I personally, though, don't think that it's going to be a bad thing. And here's why. I think that, you know, smart agents, they adjust, they adapt, they improvise, they overcome. Uh, you know, they they figure out ways to be successful. They reinvent themselves constantly. And I think those that do that, they're going to be very, very successful because I think that as, it, as, as things change and as agents now have to learn how to go articulate their value to a buyer uh, and 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 convince the buyer that, hey, I'm the person for the job. Let me show you how, why. And by the way, here's a buyer agency agreement we need to sign so that we can engage my services. I'm uh, not a door open. Right. That right. so you you right. have to establish that. Like and 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 to no fault of the public who doesn't understand what it is that we do, it's not their fault. Uh, yeah. No. it's our fault for not accurately look on top of that you also i'm a firm believer in and having other people understand not just what you do but who you are what you stand for what you know what what is your mission what is your vision like people rally behind a common cause I people if, if you are i mean if you are a, if you have a niche you know, if I want to buy a home in a certain part of town, you immediately think of a certain person who just specializes in that uh, and and is known for something. Uh, you know, it goes to what you've always said, which is it's better to be a specialist than a generalist. And it is beyond just a listing agent versus buying agent. But it's like this kind of listing agent, this kind of buying agent. When you're really able to like for, for me, it was I was Mr. Anatolia. If you want to buy a home in Anatolia, that's the person you need to talk to. Like, there's no question. And so there is no question about, you know, what I charge or anything like that. They want my knowledge. They know they need to go through me to get to, you know, the, the knowledge of the neighborhood. Right. So it is, what are you doing to establish yourself and develop a reputation? Not just, I go everywhere to everyone at all the time. It's, it's, uh, and it doesn't even have to be that geographically. It, it can be, um, I know this guy around, he, he's big about saving dog. That's his thing on his for sale sign. He has information on, 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 on adopting a, a dogs and things like that. It's like, who does he resonate with? Absolutely. Dog people, right? That's totally. absolutely true. You know, I think about, uh, I've got a buddy that specializes uh, down in, uh, in Thousand Oaks area. He specializes in working with athletes. And uh, you know, he crushes it on working with professional athletes. Well, why? Because that's all he does. That's the niche he focuses on. Uh, and, you know, it, you, you could say that about all kinds of niches. And, you know, the fact of the matter is you've heard the cliche, but it's true that the riches are in the niches, right? Yep. Uh, now, does that preclude you from working the whole state? No. Does that preclude you from working in a large geographic area with all kinds of different people? No. But what you need to do is you need the every person when they see your marketing, they need to see that marketing in terms of, oh, he specializes in what's most important to me. So this person might see that as being Anatolia. And this other person over here, you know, they might see you as being the guy that works with dog people or this person over here might say, well, no, this is the guy that works with people that have like the vacation in Maui or whatever. It doesn't matter what the freaking yeah. thing is, but you can have multiple campaigns running at the same time with all these different niches. So that, right. that niche thinks you're the guy for that. Yeah, niche. I've got the Anatolias. I've got the investors. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, right. That's my thing. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so now what that really means is you've got to make sure you're doing a great job of segmenting your audience, both in your CRM and on your social media. And so one of the things that I would begin to do is I would begin to build lists inside your social media, as well as in your CRM, so that you can highly target the marketing to each one of these different groups of people and ensure that, you know, hey, if I'm an Anatolia person, I'm getting all Anatolia all the time. If I'm an investor, I'm getting all this investor stuff all the time. That's what I get from Mark. My investors don't get Anatolia. My Anatolia people don't get my investor stuff unless I can opt them in. Now, occasionally I'll throw out a lead magnet to my Anatolia group saying something about investing because that's a very common topic. That's right. Uh, and something that appeals to a mass audience. So I'll throw a little lead magnet out there and anybody that bites on this, I'll also tag them as being part of my investor group and they'll get both. But most yep. of the people in Antolia are just going to get Antolia. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. That's that's a great move. And dude, I'm telling you, I think that's going to take you to the next level. All right, we've just got two minutes left. So uh, let's see, what's the... Uh, Let's let's do, I want to do two things really quick. We got to do it super fast because we're short on time. So very succinctly, either a new agent getting in the business or really anybody that's in a position in their business right now where they're feeling stuck and they just they've got to find a way to get unstuck to take it to that next level and stay in this business and be successful in it. What's your advice to them? Uh, be, get pro first of all, get proactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick pick something that you're naturally good at. Uh, whether it is open houses or whether it is uh, working your sphere of influence or whatever it is, what is the one, one thing that you're naturally good at that, that won't suck your energy that you could do 10 hours a day. You have to ask yourself that really important question uh, and then go for it, go all in like your back is against the wall. Like you're going to like, if you don't get an escrow tomorrow, or if you don't sign a listing agreement tomorrow, you're going out of business. So where is that next list uh that next buyer referral buyer agency agreement or listing agreement going to come from is it going to come from your cell phone then go through your your contacts is it going to come from working open houses and find a vacant home and sit there all day mm-hmm. you know and, and see what you could come up with dude i love it i love that i love the way you put it in terms of find something that you could do for 10 hours a day and not get worn out doing it like you could you, you you'd be okay doing that 10 hours a day i like that a lot so that's great advice. You know, I, I think too many people think, well, you know, I've got to have all these different, you know, streams of income. You know, they've read the book, Multiple Streams of Income by my friend, Bob Allen. And uh, and they start thinking, well, I got to have all these different streams. No, you got to get really good at one freaking thing first. And and once you've gotten really good at that and you've, and you've automated, delegated, and eliminated everything you can with, with regards to that, now we can talk about moving on to the next thing and adding more to it. Um, so that's it. I love that. And the finally, Mark, that what I want to know from you is well, two things. One, if there was one last piece of advice you could give everybody watching this, what would it be? And then two, tell us if somebody wants to connect with you, how would we get a hold of you? Oh, great. So, um, you know, my my advice was what I just said. Now, that is the thing that I've been preaching. Uh, that's the thing I just sat down with, had a one-on-one with somebody uh, yesterday. And it was like, if you need to get money now. What are you going to do? your life depended on it what are you going to do where are you going to go with that mm-hmm. and you know, ask yourself that question and and figure it out and it doesn't matter like swallow that pride make those phone calls ask for the business uh, if that's what it takes uh, i think we all have our sphere of influence that we neglect and sometimes to our own detriment and i am guilty of it okay okay so uh, before th- you go into the next piece i want to ask you a follow-on question on that okay Top three lead sources. You just made me think about this. Rapid fire. What are your top three lead sources today? Um, for uh, for our team, it's going to be Zillow Flex. 
is going to be uh, sphere of influence. And uh, number three will probably be uh, uh, my, well, my farm. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. So now, so, let's, so you cover all of Sacramento, but you also cover a little wider area than that. How far do you go? Well, uh, if we're working with investors, we go everywhere. Get, okay. because that's the nature of working with investors. You're really not limited to a geographic area. Right. Uh, our primary, we're in the Sacramento, uh, going Sacramento MSA, going into the foothills, going into South Lake Tahoe. We're a member of the South Lake Tahoe MLS over there. Uh, going down into the to the foothills in the Central Valley, uh, Stockton to Amador, Calaveras County, all of that. So we have a pretty large range up and down the you know, central part of California. Okay, good stuff. And how would somebody get a hold of you if they wanted to send you a referral, pick your brain? How would they get a hold of you? Yeah, um, website is sacplatinumrealty.com. You could add me on Facebook, Mark Daya. Uh, SAC Platinum Realty. Uh, my cell phone number is 916-769-8118. Love it. And by the way, folks, Mark is also a Club Wealth coach. So for those of you that are considering coaching with Club Wealth uh, or that already are, if you're looking for that next level coach, if you're you know, then reach out to us. We'll get you connected with Mark. Uh, and by the way, if you're ever uh, wondering how you get a hold of us, just go to clubwealth.com. And please, if you're getting value out of these podcasts, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you know, do, we want to connect with you. We want to bring you great value at every turn. And we want to go deep on the topics that matter to you. So Mark D Daya, thank you very, very much, Coach Mark, for being here. Uh, thank you. And for bringing a ton of value today. Super appreciate you, brother. Love you. And hey, I can't wait to hear how it goes in that, you know, going back into that farm area again and rekindling those relationships. I'm dying to hear your results. So keep it. You got it. I'll let you know. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Talk to you All soon. Right. 87%. Yeah, that's the percentage of all real estate agents that get in the business today that'll be gone in two years. Let me tell you something. Why is there so much turnover in real estate? Because it isn't easy. And because most people don't know exactly what they need to do to get to the next level. Now look, regardless of whether you're brand new to the industry or, you've, or you're a team leader, you've got 40 people on your team and you just want to get to the next level. If you're doing 10 transactions a year, you want to get to 25. You're doing 500 transactions a year, you want to get to 1,000. You're at 1,000, you want to get to 10,000. Let me tell you something. You need the right coach. Why? Because Club Wealth is the only coaching company on the planet that will literally guarantee that you will double your income or make at least an extra $100,000 your first year coaching with us, or we will give you 100% of your investment back. This is for people of all levels. Click the link below, sign up for the appropriate tier level, and let's get you a strategy session today. And I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, promise you that you will walk away with a heart full of gratitude for the time that we took for you because you got so much value out of that call. Schedule your strategy session today. I promise you'll be glad you did. Sign up for a strategy session at clubwealth.com slash strategy session.